Hello and welcome to the Amat Show, where we get to sit down with entrepreneurs and creative spirits from around the world. This week, I get to sit down with Tala Subra, a Lebanese banker, author, photographer, and food critic, among other things, living in Dubai. She started her culinary journey with a blog called Fork It Over Dubai, which is when I got to meet her around six years ago. She started by documenting her love for restaurants, which subsequently spiraled into a career of food photography. In this episode, she takes us through her way of developing and pursuing her passions while maintaining a sense of security in life. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Let's get straight to it. It's Mira Zur. So I was like, where's my, where's my <laughs> laptop? Mira Zur. Got the reservation. So just before it had even become like the best restaurant, you, just, you did it just... At the moment it became, I booked it. So the floods were coming in and you were like, yeah. no, I need to do this. And then the, I think the next week I was like curious, let me just check, is there any availability? It's all sold, but like booked, fully booked until I don't know when. You were smart. <laughs> you were very smart. That's very cheeky. I know. You have to be smart with these reservations. So I, I always make my reservations before my flights. So... So now, I need to book my flight do now. You, even know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, on that, actually, mm-hmm. on that note, um, I was watching, sh- like, this was this is a story that I tell people all the time about. The first time that I went to Italy mm. was, and this was like four years ago, I think. I went to Italy on a whim because it was Ramadan. Okay. I was fasting mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I had a dream. I had just watched Chef's Table. Okay. And the first episode of Chef's Table is... Uh, Massimo Bottura, yeah. right? So it's it's uh, Osteria Franciscana. Yeah. So I, I watch that as I'm fasting, and then I go to That's sleep. Not a good idea. No, it's really not. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I go to sleep, and I dream that I'm in Italy, hmm. driving a Cinquecento and mm-hmm. doing a road trip, and then oh, going to wow. Osteria Francescana. No way. So I booked a ticket. <laughs> I, d- I did it the other way around. Okay. I knew that I was not going to get a reservation. Yeah. But they have that casual restaurant, I think next to it i went there okay yeah, yeah. i did go yeah. there um because massimo i actually met massimo and oh, he told amazing. me to go there and he yeah. like sat me down there hmm. so i didn't book it but i had the best trip of my life awesome. that was like a little love story of of, of uh, italy i had my little cinquecento mm-hmm. like gray just like my dream oh, and so i hadn't booked anything okay so I don't know how to plan anything in my life. So <laughs> literally land in Rome, go to Napoli, Capri, and then awesome. Bologna, Modena, Siena. And then I walk into Sri Franciscana mm. and I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> you know, like as you do, like the, the, the me. Yeah. And I walk in and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's Massimo Batura. Wow. No, no, yes, it's fully booked. Okay. Obviously, it's fully booked. Like, uh, yeah, but he was there and That's he's like, awesome. hi, can I help you? I'm like, yeah. You know when you meet, or when you think about meeting a celebrity and you're like, mm. you can't talk? Yeah. That's yeah. what happened over there. But I had another friend who also went to the restaurant. She didn't have a reservation, but he was there as well. So I like that he's always there. Yeah. To people. Which is surprising. I don't. I didn't think people would do that. Like, but I think that's his only, re- is that his only restaurant other he, than the casual? So. He does a billion different things. Okay. He does movies. He has cookbooks. Okay. He does these, he has mm. this uh, restaurant that he opened up um, as a soup kitchen in Paris called uh, Refettorio where awesome. he brings other, sh- like he has like a billion different things that are going okay. on. So I don't know how he okay. gets well the time. Well done to him. Yeah. So, so when is your reservation? 
Uh, it's sometime in October. I think it's 12 yeah. or 11. What if something comes up? Do you need a second person to come with you? I mean, I'm, like, I'm <laughs> completely free in October. Actually, it's a reservation for two. <laughs> and so far, it's just me. <laughs> I am very available as long okay. as it's after October 4th. Yeah, it's uh, like 11, 12. And it's on a Saturday, I think. I think I... I uh, and actually, just today, I was like, how do I get to Montreux? I have to fly in through Nice. Straight I, flight. I don't know where. I, I I legit don't know where it is. Okay. Um, I know. It's like Nice-ish area. Nice-ish area. I'm go because I'm going to Annecy. I'm supposed to go to Annecy at the end of August. Mm. I don't even know where that is, but it's mm. you have to fly through Geneva or okay. we drive or we take a train from Paris. But I will be in Europe. So okay. if if you need someone, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Actually, by the way, on on restaurants, um, I recently went to Mexico City on a whim. Okay. And have you That's been to Mexico? That's such a whim place to go, by the way. Mexico City. It's <laughs> <laughs> I was in Toronto and I was bored. Still. It's, it's true. It's so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's four hours from Toronto. It's okay. a very normal Fine. thing. You know, like cross, when you... Uh, Cross-continental or something. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> Cross-border. <laughs> it was completely fine. There was no wall. Okay. And uh, I was in Toronto. I was really bored. Hmm. And I booked a flight to Mexico City mm -hmm. and there's a restaurant there called Puyol okay. which is I think the 10th or the 11th best restaurant in the world okay nice and coming back to the point of like the chef being at the restaurant mm. he was not at the restaurant I was like looking for mm, the guy mm -hmm. and he was not there but the food was phenomenal awesome. and they have this dish which is a derivative dish from like a year and a half ago so they keep okay. on continuing to make oh, it I love that. so there's like a little bit of it and then they add more and mm, then they, like mm, it's mm. this it's called it's called mole madre and it's like okay. one of the things and the amount of flavors that come it's just insane okay i love Amazing. how like this has become a food like i'm getting <laughs> my mouth is watering <laughs> right now and we haven't even discussed you mm. so okay so tala yeah thank you for spending time with me Thanks for having this conversation with me. Of course. Um, <laughs> how can I not? So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did you start? What did you study? Where were you born? I've known you now about, like, you were one of the first people that I met when I came yeah. back here seven years ago. Mm. When, like, Laith, Tim, mm. Jonathan, Make Business Hub, Make Business Hub exactly like I that. I feel like so many friendships uh, Started sprouted yeah. from that cafe. 100%. It's crazy. 100%. And I, I don't even know how I used to go all the way to the marina. Like, it is far. How did I ever park there? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my God. That was just a mission. Seriously. It was like in Ferdan's, Ferdan, Ferdan Exchange. Yeah. It was just like, it was such a mess. Oh, my God. But okay, so, yeah, we did. Mm. We did. And this is the fruit of that um, mm. place. So, tell me. So, basically, I was born in Lebanon, mm -hmm. but two weeks later, I went back to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. That's where I grew up because okay. my father was working there. And I spent all of my childhood there, 18 years. I went to an American school there. It was yeah. probably one of the best educations that I saw. And why do I say that? Because all of my classmates were from everywhere in the world. Like I grew up in an environment where if someone was from Iceland, someone was from the States, someone was from Pakistan. And I feel like that's an education in and of itself. Oh, completely. 100%. I love that aspect of the Middle East. For sure. 
Yeah. Everyone asked me, you know, how was Saudi Arabia? Did you like it? I really loved it. Uh, the good thing about it is that you need your friends to survive there. For example, in Dubai, sometimes you spend two weeks, you don't see people, you don't connect with friends. But over there, it's necessary for you to, you know, have a close a knit. life. Yeah. So uh, I made such good friends there, such strong bonds. And I had an appreciation for how important special friends are. Rather than, you know, quantity, it's more of quality. Are you still in touch with those core Still in touch friends? with them. Uh, nobody is in uh, Riyadh anymore. Oh, okay, Riyadh anymore. But they're everywhere in the world. So whenever I travel, you know, I'm bound to, you know, be next to one of them. Nice. So that's nice. Um, no, I, growing up here was like very, very similar. Like going to Shreifat, like you get to experience all different cultures, all different mm. uh, nationalities and and. I think it really enriches you 100%. when you're growing up, when you're so... Because if you think about it, right? Like if you're in France, you majority of the people you're going to meet are going to be French. And mm. that's only one way of thinking. True. Um, whereas if, for instance, even if you're in Pakistan, it's going to be that Pakistani way of thinking and mm. all of that stuff. And here, like like you said, it's just a few people from all over the place. So from school, you're, you've, you're still in Riyadh. And then where'd you study? Where'd you go to school? Uh, where'd you go to university? So after Riyadh, I went to AUB, which is in Lebanon. Mm -hmm. My mom had this uh, insistence of me going to AUB because she wanted me to live in Lebanon. You're from Lebanon. You need to know the roads. You need to like improve your Arabic, eat the good food. So and the university was amazing. Yeah, as it's a well. beautiful university. <laughs> beautiful campus. Yeah. I had such a great time. I learned how to drive in Lebanon. Oh, my God. Yes. Fine. So basically, I can drive anywhere, anywhere in the, the world. world. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I drove uh, by myself was from my Manu? house. Oh, I in Lebanon, you learn back in the day on an uh, army jeep. Oh, okay. Manual army jeep. <laughs> <laughs> can't even imagine you sitting in an army jeep. I remember the, there's this guy that came to teach me how to drive, so... Um, I would wait for him on the balcony and he'd ride up in this army jeep, honk, honk, <laughs> okay, go down, <laughs> go around the city for a while and whatever, I passed, it was really good. First go, I failed three times. Oh yeah? I, I failed three times in Canada, yeah. In Canada, well, I think in Lebanon it's a bit less uh, strict, but I passed. But the first time I drove by myself was from my city, which is June, to AUB, which is Beirut, it was like an hour long and I successfully did it. I was so proud of myself. I reached university. My dad was like, did you make it? <laughs> I was like, yeah, dad. <laughs> I didn't. And what did yeah. you study? I studied economics. Okay. And I did a business minor as well. Um, yeah, university was great. So from university, did you, move, did you move here right away? Yeah, from university. I finished university and I moved to Dubai. Uh, the plan was for me to go to Canada to do my master's, but um, I didn't want to go to Canada. So my dad was like, okay, have a look in Dubai. If you find a job, you can stay. Otherwise, you can go to Canada and meet your brother. Okay, so, so your brother's in Canada. me frantically here looking for a job. Why didn't you want to go to Canada? Uh, my brother studied there and every summer we would go. Miguel? And, uh, no, Concordia. Concordia. Because he did and business. And so in Montreal. Yeah. Um, I, I loved Canada. It's a beautiful place. But, Cold, um, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it was for me. Okay. Yeah. And you're like, I'm just going to go to Dubai. I'm yeah. going to make this happen no matter what. Yes. I Did wanted you, to come to Dubai. What made you, like, just knowing you now, and we're going to get into this, but what, why why did you study economics? Are you into economics? 
Um, I guess it was something I didn't know what I wanted, and who knows what they want to study when, I, when they're in university. I was studying biotech. No. I was so lost. <laughs> like, I, do I look like a person is going to be in in the hospital <laughs> or think. yeah, like no. I think as with the, every Arab family, it's kind of. Um, the parents my dad was like why don't you do economics yeah. i was like okay i'll do <laughs> economics <laughs> and i think doing economics gives you some sort of um i don't know like leverage in a way you can go into business you can go into finance you can it gives you more options than just doing purely business so you studied economics you wanted to make something work in dubai and you got into a bank I got into um, a company for Dubai Holding first. Okay. And I was in a finance department. And then I came to Dubai in 2007, at the end of 2007. And then at 2008, the financial crisis came mm-hmm. and I got let go. And it was kind of a shock for me. Uh, but I, I did my um, MBA during that time. Oh, brilliant. So Yeah. And then I started at the bank. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what do you do at the bank exactly? So basically, I'm I still a... don't know that. I, I don't know <laughs> that life that you lead. Yeah, it's kind of a hidden life. <laughs> so basically, I'm a relationship manager. If a company wants um, to buy a factory, to build a factory, they want working capital, they approach the bank. I analyze their balance sheet. I recommend what to give them, the securities, the pricing, yeah. etc. Um, it is interesting. Is it? <laughs> do, do you like it? Because <laughs> um, you've been doing it for some time. I ha- I've been doing it for like nine years. Yeah, so it's that's quite a, quite a long time. I can't hold a job for more than a year. You've been doing the same thing that I don't know about. Like no one yeah, knows about. I know. For nine years. I'll tell you, I enjoy, I can enjoy anything that I want to enjoy. Go deeper. Okay. What do you, what do you mean by that exactly? Um, put me in any situation and I'll love it somehow. Like, so you're, you're looking for like the, the so minutest positive? I'll tell you what positive? I enjoy about the bank. For okay. example, my customers are from completely different industries and I have to understand what each of these customers or how they do business. Yeah. And I'm generally a curious person. So I like to learn. I like to see how they make money, how they make profits. I love to go to the factories, visit um, their inventory, see how they're working. So that's interesting in itself. I enjoy that. And it's never the same thing. Like each customer is different. So you have to structure their facilities in a different way. In any case. (laughs) (laughs) So this this is something that you've been doing and you enjoy it. To this day, you really enjoy it. I think it gives me what I need. Why? Because I finish work at a decent hour around like 4.35. And that's very important to me. It gives me the stability of having an income every month regardless. And I finish early so I can leave work and do my own thing afterwards. Now, this is what I'm very curious about as well as to when did you get into initially, which was for over Dubai? Yeah. And you started vlogging. I love how you remember that. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yes, it was. So, and then you renamed it to Tala and yeah, you became exactly. Tala Supra. Um, wh- where did that come from? Why, why food in particular? 
Hmm. I can't. I can't picture this banker chick <laughs> managing. I look in... different for you at the bank. Everything. About I will, like, me is one different. day I'm gonna come to DIFC and I'm just gonna be. Do you work in DIFC? We're in business bay. Okay, business bay. Fine. But it's uh, funny. Whenever I leave the bank, I have to go home. I have to take a shower, <laughs> you know, and then start my new life. <laughs> so it, it literally, my clothes are different. The way I look are different. The way I think. I'm much stricter, much meaner at work. Like really? I'm a completely different person. Like I really went to see that. It's, <laughs> it's incredible because, you know, like uh, most people that uh, have creative projects or passion projects, they're just like, I don't want a full time. I want to leave. Yeah. And there's there's an intricacy of being, of one, loving both worlds and mm. being able to step in and step out of both worlds. Yeah. Interchangeably loving them and appreciating what each gives you mm. um, and having that balance because yeah. a lot of people like me included <laughs> cannot <laughs> hold a job um, yeah. and the first thing that I get uh, I get bored or I get overwhelmed I'm just like mm. you know what I'm gonna resign and I'm gonna like figure out like life will give me an epiphany do. I think um, your way perhaps it takes a lot of courage to feel that way and to do that Maybe, for example, me, I have this job because it gives me a sense of security. But I think that's, that's it's remarkable. It's, it's a, I think what you do... It's more mature. No, but I think what you do is more rem- remarkable. No, that's just romantic <laughs> in, in a weird, weird way. You know? Mine is more like risk aversion. No, I shouldn't. Uh, and in some sense, I think maybe I'm too too cautious. I don't think so. Sense. I think it's... it's, it's I mean, now that I've like quit my job for three years, I think that <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a contingency plan before I went. I mean, no, I'm not going to lie. I had a beautiful time. But uh, it's yeah, it's always good to understand what you yourself internally need and mm. what makes you feel comfortable to be able mm-hmm. to do the different things that you want to do. True. So describe to me what Fork It Over Dubai was and how it came to be. And I have no idea how I initially started it, why I started it. When I started, it was, I think it was, I would say eight years ago. And at that time, when you tell people, I want to start a blog, they would be like, what? Like, why? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Very different from now. Um, Food was always important in my family. My father loves restaurants. My mother's family loves good food. So it was a combination. Do you cook? Yes, okay. of course. <laughs> and so I started this restaurant blog initially just for friends so they would know where to go and eat. And I realized very fast that when someone opened my blog post, maybe 50% of the time they would read everything, but 100% of the time they would look at all the pictures. Okay. And that was very important, like an epiphany for yeah. me. Like I must get my pictures in order. So that's how my focus on photography started. And did you know that you really liked photography and food no. photography? Like I never saw myself as someone who was creative. Like it was never a field that like I divulged in. I was always economics, numbers. My dad's a banker. I'm a banker. Yeah. This is me. <laughs> <laughs> why, are, why are you putting so a box dry. yourself? No, Tala is, is many that things. That was me before. Before I started my blog. Yeah. I never knew I had that in me. Okay. So, but from my want uh, for, I mean, from my need to have my photography in order, I yeah. guess uh, all this creativity came pouring out of me. So it's, 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 <laughs> see, for me, it's so inspiring to hear where you were living a life. And because of just certain passions, you started 
mm. something and it kind of snowballed into so many mm. different aspects of business and of life yeah, and of creativity sure. and of passion and it was all natural that's what i love about it so you start this blog you understand that photography is what people are liking the most mm-hmm. you're like i'm going to test this out and now yeah. you look at your instagram page and you look at your photography and there was i i also remember tala was known you go to any <laughs> restaurant and you see her taking her specific uh, yeah, photos that's true you know what's so funny like you never see my face on instagram on my true. feed sometimes you see it on stories So people don't know how I look, but they know my top shots. So I was at a cafe <laughs> once and I was taking my top shots. You don't know how I look, yeah. but me doing that top shot, this girl poked me from the back. She's like, are you Tala Subra? I was like, yeah, why? She's like, I know that shot. <laughs> I was like, no way. So like, come be in the shot with me. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. It's just, it's, it's weird how like different things become the definition of who we are. I know, so weird. And so you got into photography mm. and you used to do it with your iPhone and then you made it into. I got into photography. I used to do it with like some basic point and shoot camera. Yeah. And I said, no, this is uh, But not you, good enough. For were me. you actually loving what you were doing? You were, yeah, you actually... I loved it. Of course. And first, you still do this. First of all, I love food. Yeah. And then I started to love photography. You know, I bought a camera, a DSLR, YouTube, books taught myself how to take photos i did a couple of um, workshops with some really good photographers yeah and then it evolved into something great so okay so now you are a photographer and this is a business as well mm-hmm. um yes. it's a side business side, side hustles so many, many side <laughs> hustles that you have um so photography and like your photos are actually incredible um so you're Now, okay, so there's a photography element, and then there's what I wanted to ask you was the travel element mm. that you like. There's how do you approach travel when you go somewhere? So, um, based on what we just spoke about, it's very obvious. I base my travel <laughs> on restaurant reservations. <laughs> so basically, I usually open the 50 best restaurants in the world, and I look at the top yeah. restaurants and think, oh, "Wait, I want to go there, and I want to be there." Um, so it's definitely restaurant focus. My favorite thing to to explore a culture is to eat their food. Okay. Um, so I noticed whenever I traveled, people used to always ask me, where did you go? Where did you eat? So naturally, I created these city guides, yeah. which are restaurant recommendations as well. They're printed guides. But now you're a published author. Self-published same thing <laughs> <laughs> and i have this fascination with print i think it's gorgeous it's beautiful it's very lebanese it's a very lebanese is it i think so i, I think mean, it's a very romantic thing yeah but it's, it's a, a very romance. beirut like because <laughs> i think some of the best feeling paper uh, yeah I um too. and print we have some of the best print houses as yeah well. <laughs> that i've seen have and and i know personally a lot of people who've started magazines and mm. actually in food I, i don't know if you know jade and yeah, the one from jade, um, yeah. i met her here as well mm. from uh art and then some mm-hmm. and uh what was her magazine called canvas carton no carton yeah carton Um, which is basically food porn, Mm-mm, 100%. and just you, you, the way that they have the photography, and then the, the way that they look at 
um, dissecting different cultures through mm. food and the stories. Just that the they aesthetic have. as well of the magazine it's is gorgeous. And, yeah. and it's, it's, it really is like, that's why I'm saying like, when you open that magazine, you're like, you feel the paper. And mm. so I very much. Yeah. I guess Lebanese in general are romantic people. <laughs> they love details. They love aesthetics. Yeah. Um, did you know that you wanted to write a guide? Where did where did the idea come from? Um, I don't know how it came about. People loved my top shots, number one. They always asked me where I ate uh, when I traveled. So I merged them together. My, my guides are a combination of my top shots and restaurant recommendations. And I always wanted to print something. So I self-published uh, four cities. Yeah, what were the cities? Uh, Dubai, London, Beirut, and Tokyo. Okay. And then I had uh, dinner randomly with someone who worked at Uber. Mm-hmm. And the next day I sent him uh, 50 Tokyo boxes just for him to give to his colleagues, etc. And then five months later, he called me. He's like, listen, we really love the guides. Uh, do you mind collaborating with us to do some Uber guides for Dubai? Oh, wow. So I said yes. And I did it with them. And we have a couple of other cities coming up now. So another side business mm-hmm. is <laughs> the side to the side. <laughs> <laughs> and what are okay? I, I'm curious to see the like you're still you still have your full time job. You have a full time, not a full time, but a part time photography gig. You are mm-hmm. f- photographing some beautiful shots, some beautiful restaurants, mm. um, and now you want to be an author and and print these books. And what how? How do you define success in in your in your in your life and in in the way you go about things? Mm. I think I define success in the quality of my work. For mm-hmm. me, that's what gives me the most satisfaction. Like sometimes, whenever I post a new blog post or some new photography, I like it, but I always think, wait, this could be a little bit better in another way. So. Maybe in terms of business, lots of people define success with how much money they make. And maybe because I have that constant money coming in from the bank, that's not how I define success. I just want to create beautiful things that push my creativity. That's success for me. And what what built, what brings that fire into your creativity? Where does that come from? Have you ever like sat down and like, like have you ever yeah. looked back? And seeing the evolution of, of, of Tala and, and the journey that you've Actually, been on? Actually, I was speaking to someone in Instagram and he was telling me, I love the evolution of your page. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, in the beginning, it was like personal stuff. And then it went into um, like your hand, my famous top shot. Yeah. <clears throat> and then it evolved into professional photography. So I don't know, subconsciously you evolve and fire. I have no idea where it comes from. Just like a demand to be better and like i'm not satisfied not doing not pushing myself that drives me but you you push yourself in different fields and in, in different things and, and but they're all related in, in in a way they're extensions they're natural extensions there's always a demand and then i go in that direction and what fuels you to go in a particular direction how do you make that decision is it always so I, I the reason why I ask you this and I love the fact that you and it, it, again it comes coming it's coming back to the finance part and the way you're analytical and, mm. and you're looking at that and so if I was to ask someone 
oh, look at your blog and like look, understand where people are going and people are focusing because mm. most people, especially in the creative field, they they think very selfishly. Okay. You know, like it's 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 me and it's mm. what I like and then people will like it because I like it. Okay. But you're you're doing that, you're pushing yourself, but then you're also understand like just like the one example that you gave me that for me just tells me so much where photographs are doing the best mm. and that's what people are are it was that's what's resonating the most with people yeah. and that's what i'm gonna fuel and 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 really become the best in mm. um and then the text would be secondary but then you i don't know if this is true but i feel like you have the passion for for uh for paper and for written mm. word mm. and that's maybe why you went into the direction of, of writing and and publishing something else that's yeah. more of a personal and a and a uh, a different project so i'm just curious what this conversation in your mind is and is it is it like a meditative conversation or how like um that's a good question actually <laughs> i don't know i feel like i always have this unrest in me this stirring inside me mm -hmm. i feel like when i create i feel a bit more calm so that's one thing that drives me. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to know. I mean, th but there's definitely something. There's something um, there. That is getting you into these things. So, mm. okay. So you're working on more books. What gives you the most pleasure? Um, gives me the most pleasure is... Uh, this sounds silly and I said it a hundred times now, but creating beautiful things. I love it. And pushing my work to be better. For example, um, recently I went to New York and I did this internship with this uh, famous food photographer. And I started to use um, uh, lights. Before I used to shoot with uh, sunlight. Okay. But now I have my own lights, nice. which upgrades my photography 100%. <laughs> so I feel like <laughs> finally I'm in such a great place with my photography. I'm so happy. You know, I can call myself uh, a bit of a professional. And then all of a sudden now it's all about video. So I feel like I did photography. I'm comfortable with it. But now... Ugh, I need to abandon it and go to video. <laughs> I literally just uh, half an hour ago. Yes, I, I, know. I need to do video as well now, apparently. <laughs> so we can learn it together. I mean, you already doing video. So what I'm doing is I'm taking my photos and making them into videos. So that's my natural progression into videos. So I just posted the recipe post and I took my photos. I made stop motion videos and I smushed them together and made a beautiful video. And extremely beautiful. I'm gonna put up her like her page is 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 is, is it's, it's and it's a, the first time I spoke on my video. Usually <laughs> I don't really speak, <laughs> but it's but I love that. Okay. And I, but it's still the essence of you is like you refuse to show yourself. <laughs> Tala is still in the background. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised but that my her video, hand. My voice is in there, which is great. Sorry, I keep moving. But we mm. need to, we need to see the beautiful Tala in there as well. I know. Is it about the person? Is it about the beautiful pictures? I don't know. It's a different aesthetic. I feel like, okay, everyone's in front of the camera doing a normal recipe post. But I want to, usually my work is less commercial and more to the artistic side. So yeah. I feel like this, this is more of an artistic take on recipes. Interesting. And the and how are you going about the recipes? Are you creating your own? 
Where's the uh, of inspiration? Course, uh, most of the recipes are Lebanese-focused, uh, so yeah. they're my recipes. Uh, they're from my mom, from my grandma. And I feel like uh, Arabic recipes kind of are stuck in maybe, I don't know, which era, Stone Ages, <laughs> yeah. in terms of aesthetics. I want to bring it to, you know, the modern times. So that's what I really wanted. When to. does this evolution come to a point of opening up a restaurant that just looks amazing and photographs are yeah. taken of you in your hands whilst she <laughs> eats and... Uh, initially, that 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 was my dream when I was younger to have a restaurant, a bakery, something, but not anymore. Why not? Because if you open a restaurant, you need to be at that restaurant, in my opinion, 100%. every single no, day. I agree. And I feel like photography has opened my eyes to some sort of freedom. I can be anywhere in the world and still work with my camera. So I love this freedom. So you've you've evolved. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> restaurant would just tie me down. It would be like a lead ball in my <laughs> legs. I would frequent restaurants, but I'm not going to open a restaurant anytime soon. What about pop-ups? Maybe when I'm, um, I don't know, like 70 or something and I need to settle down. Interesting. Okay, I, I like that because recently I've been having this internal fight an argument or a conversation about anchoring. Okay. Anchoring myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't feel anchored. I feel all over the place all the time. Okay. Uh, we were just talking about this before we started. <laughs> <laughs> when we were catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel... Like, it's for me, it's very difficult to get anchored. Like, okay. I don't even anchor myself to Dubai. Like, mm. born, raised, like, this is home. But still, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, anytime I can, I can bounce. I can leave. I can do whatever. Yeah. And... And I'm coming at this point, like I just turned 30 and I um, like I need to be in one place. I need to put my foundations mm. and like, but then other people, some people tell me like, why are you putting a box around yourself? Like there's no such thing as anchoring, whatever you're doing, as long as you're happy. And as long True. as you need to evolve this standard definition that people have put on what anchoring and what a life at 30 looks like Hmm. and it's interesting to hear where you had a dream and the dream evolved and you're you're living your own truth Hmm. um and are happy with that yeah for sure like i feel like the last year i've changed my perspective on my business in terms of photography i used to focus so much on taking photos for restaurants in dubai and abu dhabi and sharjah but um, the most important thing for me is time. I have no time. Yeah. So I'm not taking so many new clients. I'm just uh, doing my reoccurring customers and taking that time and focusing it on myself. Like doing photography for me, doing those videos. I'm taking myself out of the Dubai market and putting myself in the world market. I yeah. don't know. So when I do these videos, my on- my audience is now the world rather True. than taking photos for a restaurant in Dubai where my audience is in Dubai. So that also adds on to my um, want to be like not tied to a city. But now here's the other question where mm-hmm. you are tied because... Because of my job. Yeah. Yes. Is there going to come a point in time where you're going to be like, you know what, like now it's time. Like, yeah. has Okay, now I, I'm, I'm curious about the level of happiness that this mm. strict mean... <laughs> <laughs> Did I say mean? Tight ass. 
Tala Tala goes in the morning to 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 the creative free spirited yeah. uh honestly if i had a i don't know if i had a dollar every time I, someone asked me that question when are we gonna leave i'll have a lot of money i don't know i've been asking myself that question for 10 years when are you gonna leave when is it enough when you feel comfortable enough i have no idea no but you don't but that's the thing is that again this would be <laughs> part of getting yourself in that box mm. everyone expects you to financially be stable on the other side and then yeah. take make a jump mm. but that's why i love that you actually do love what you do so you don't have to technically do that mm. and you are finding different ways of not just doing one side gig but like yeah. a side side gig <laughs> and, and creating other like you you're taking over the world in that sense mm. with what you're doing and i love yeah. that about mm. you um and that's what I find incredible. Like it's 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 for me, it's so refreshing to hear the different ways people look and are able to achieve their goals, their passions, and and their loves, and make it a reality. Mm. You know, yeah. Because I'm there's a hundred people that are so creative and they don't want to do anything else, mm. um, and there's a hundred people that just want to do a job, yeah. And that's the way they are, and getting someone who who can tiptoe between the two is is i think unique it is unique but i feel like can someone be their hundred percent if they're cut in two this is a good question (laughs) something that i don't have an answer for and i struggle with this all the time because i cannot focus on one thing oh really no um like even now like i do so many different Mm -mm -mm things you know and people think that i don't do anything um or now they just think that i do podcasts but that's like clearly not what i Mm -hmm. the only thing that i do but and there's there's arguments on both sides of this and i don't know what the right answer is and as i get older i start to think that i should focus okay i should anchor i should do one thing and i should just do one thing well but the doing one thing is not necessarily anchoring you don't think so no um, I'll give you the answer to that question. Please. No. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot be 100% if you're split into two, three, four. I don't think so. So then, what does Tala Subra do? <laughs> Definitely, if I had to make a decision, it would be the photography part. Like, it's me. It's my personality. It's part, like, I can't survive if I'm not doing something creative like photography. Of course, I can survive without uh, my other (laughs) part of me. (laughs) Okay, now... But I don't necessarily think that that's anchoring. On the contrary. No, I think... Yeah, I... I I, I feel like perhaps in my case, it's de-anchoring. True. I think I got confused with the anchoring. I think my, my the anchoring thing has just been on my mind for like Dubai. <laughs> like that's just the only part, you know. Mm. Um, okay, I get you. Now, I mean, we're running quite long, oh. so I'm going to ask you the last question. Okay. And then I will let you go. Okay. Um, so the question that I always ask is, what are the three experiences throughout your life that have changed you the most? Mm. Three is a lot, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have life-changing experiences every single day. I wake up with like... <laughs> That's so funny. Mm. 
I think um, one of the first ones, I feel like growing up in Saudi Arabia, you're extremely sheltered. So yeah. there's nothing, nothing that drastically moves you uh, in the Gulf in general. I think uh, losing my job when I first got out of university, it was mm -hmm. my first job, you know, I'm always a good performer in university, like this is not supposed to happen to me. I think that changed me in a way that in my mind, having a corporate job was uh, what you should do. This is the safe way in life, but actually it made me realize that no, uh, I need to spend a lot of time investing in myself and probably have something oh, wow. on my own yeah. because that's not uh, it's not a f that's, there's no safety in that no guaranteed safety um so that's the first one and i think uh, the second one that's I, too that growing up in riyadh growing up in saudi perhaps sheltered and whatnot yeah. i think going to new york for a month uh changed my photography career. I remember you, we spoke before. Yeah, I spent a month in Brooklyn uh, interning with this famous photographer. So that like um, really helped my photography. I just did a shoot yesterday with a friend who I did a shoot four years ago with. And I put my equipment, I set it up. He's like, what is all this? <laughs> He's like, your equipment is on steroids from the last time I saw you. So big evolution there. I guess those are the main things. Okay. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for spending this evening with me. Mm, my pleasure. Um, and sharing your thoughts and ideas. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You're easy to talk to and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. If you guys have any questions or concerns, please do send them my way. If you guys have any recommendations for people I should be interviewing, I would love to hear them. Um, until next time, see you.